This is Corolla Digital. Hi, I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And this week, on This Week with Larry Miller, I talk about one of the greatest movies ever made, The African Queen, with Humphrey Bogart and Katherine Hepburn. It's great for me, and it'll be great for you. Listen through iTunes or the free Adam Carolla app. We'll see you here. It's time for this week's CarCast with your host, Adam Carolla, and moderator, Matt D'Andrea. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on. Mandate, get it on. And welcome to another CarCast. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Matt, the moderator, D'Andrea. And, uh, well, we went to Coronado again. Yeah. Sort uh, of. Sort of. Uh, cut, cut it a little short. Yeah. It was a busy weekend. Yeah. I had to uh, work on Saturday night, and I had to go to Upland to go to the Licorama and sign some Mangria bottles on Saturday. And here's how little I know about the place I've lived my whole life. <laughs> I had to be in, um, where'd I have to be? I had to be in the Inland Empire. Yeah. Saturday night. I've heard about that place. And I was like, well, I'll just go down to Coronado, which is in San Diego. I'll just head down to Coronado on, you know, forget about Friday. We don't need practice. But Saturday, I'll go down there and qualify. And then when I'm done, I'll just go to the Inland Empire and I'll uh, just do my show with Dennis Prager. And then I'll just drive back to San Diego that night. So then I'll just do the race on Sunday. And then I took a look at the map. Yeah, they're not, they're, not, uh, they're not. They're not really close. Not anywhere. <laughs> and and the thing is, is I just oh, thought they're 120 miles apart. When you're in Los Angeles, everything that's out of Los Angeles is the same direction in my mind. Yeah, like my thing is like as long as I'm going to Coronado, I just stop at the Inland Empire on the way out. Right, it's not that direction at all. And it's further away from Los Angeles, and it's a further drive. And then there's a liquor store, and I was trying to work. I couldn't break Les's heart now. As you know. <laughs> when did you end up telling him? Saturday morning? <laughs> I give less the bad news, like, um, I- incrementally. You, you know what I mean? I always say this. You could eat a Chevy Monte Carlo over the course of a lifetime if people just ground it up and you put a teaspoon over your cereal every single morning. Eventually, 37 years in, you could say, I ate an entire Chevy Monte Carlo. <laughs> You could do it incrementally. If you try to do it in one sitting, you'd probably get sick. So I really would die. like that experience, though. And, and, and somebody's, someone on the Internet's got to do this, meaning I don't care plastic, vulcanized rubber, iron, probably not a whole lot of alloy like aluminum in that car, whatever it is. Right. But you take every single part and you basically pulverize it until it becomes a dust. Everything from the interior to the, the rims, the tires, and the engine block. Eventually, it becomes dust. And then you just take that dust, <laughs> and you essentially put it in a protein shake every morning. And I'm not saying it'd be good for you, but iron... I can pretty much say it's not good for you. Okay. <laughs> 
You've I mean, probably, we don't need Doctor Drew here to figure that you've out. You've probably but. done worse just eating eating some stadium food in your in your life. You know, big old stadium yeah. nachos. God knows what's there's in a, that. There's a very high chance that Chris has done worse for sure. Oh, for sure, for sure. He's doing worse right now, Chris Max Pana. I'm saying <laughs> I would not make it all vulcanized rubber, but the, I think the iron part you'd be all right with. And then there's some of the things that wouldn't be great for you, like the paint and the interior. But as long as you got the mixture right, I don't think it would kill you. Just a sprinkle. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then over the course of your life, you would devour a Chevy Monte Carlo. One of the biggest arguments I ever had with Jimmy Kimmel is, is he said, if you ate churros for a year, it would kill you. And I said, <laughs> no, it wouldn't. And he said, yeah, I, you wouldn't be in great shape, but it wouldn't right. kill you. He said, no, you would die. I said, no. The, the, listen, I know people that have worse diets than yeah. The equivalent. He said, no, nothing but your, we had to take it to Dr. Drew. I mean, that's it. Like, that's the only thing you ate. There wasn't, you, you can have like one water. churro a day, not like a churro a day. And then, you know, apples and no, salad. You, no, no, just churros. <laughs> just churros. Just churros. All right. The point is this. Where Would was I? What was Drew's answer, by the way? No, you'd live. <laughs> and there, there are many impoverished nations where they wish they were on a three churro a day diet. All right. Now. Uh, so here we go. We're going to Coronado and, uh, you know, I told Les, I had, it was the big B sedan. They got rid, sorry, 2.5 Trans Am cars. They got, they got rid of the big bore guys this year. Yeah. Usually the guys. They're a rowdy bunch anyway. Yeah. Everyone, everyone likes all the Mustangs and the Camaros and all that kind of the, the, the occasional javelin and stuff like that. That's the big bore Trans Am. The 2.5 Trans Am guys are the mostly Alphas, 510s, some 911s in there. Yeah. And to you, those are big guys. What? To you. Those yeah, are the, the big engines. That's Compared what to your I like. one, your two liter, your one eight, your one six. Yeah. The, the thing is, is it's a 2.5 Trans Am series, but nobody has a 2.5. <laughs> oh, well. Maybe those BMWs. I, I, they never started as that. Right. There's a couple of cars that seem to have a little more horsepower than other cars. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what they do, right? You try to get a little extra. I was. No one will notice. Well, they notice when you're on the straightaway and they just go, bah, and they just <laughs> blow right past you. So there, some guys making a little more horsepower out there. Um, but most of the guys, you know, if you ran a 1.8 or 1.6 or 2 liter back in the day, that's what they run now. I was surprised, and I was unsure, by the way. So I, ha- I, had, I had to break the news to Les, because this is a big deal, because it's the big gathering of the 2.5 Trans Am cars, which is a big deal for him, and a big deal overall. And again, the big bore guys gone this year, the little guys here this year. I imagine the little guys, I imagine the quick little guys probably turn as good a lap time, probably better than the big bore guys do on that track. We could yeah, probably a, research weird, it and figure it out because it's a small track. It's a small track, but for for people that don't do a lot of racing, I haven't run on that track, but just looking at it, it looks like it's a cool track to learn on because it's flat. It doesn't have like elevation changes and turns that you can't see, like the corkscrew, for example. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it looks like it's a kind of a fun, not real fast and kind of short, but Mm-hmm. But fun to kind of get out there. It's the and, first track. It's the first race I ever did. I've done it uh, every year. One year I crashed my six ten there. Um, one year last year, 
I had to go to the Emmys because Jimmy was hosting the Emmys. So Les got my car, old St. Nick in the red <laughs> red fire suit. And um, it's the first one. Uh, it's the first it's the first track. It, it's the first one I ever ran at. And it was my first vintage race. So I sort of like it. Um, if people need to know the story, um, my first vintage race, I would go to the vintage races. It's a little lesson to you all. Um, I would go to the vintage races and sit around and look at these guys working on their cars, mm-hmm. their parts, their trailers, their dualies and semis, you know, their stackers and their guys and and then the guys would come out in their fire suits and their equipment and all their all the bells and whistles and all the ancillary stuff and the harnesses and the gloves and stuff. And you just kind of look at it and you go, "Well, I I, I couldn't handle all that. That's, yeah. that's too much." And yeah. and you, you get the feeling like you're going to go out there, you're going to start driving, and everyone's going to just start yelling at you, "What are you doing? Get off the track! Right. You don't know what you're doing. Whose fire suit is yeah. that?" They you, seem like they got it all dialed in. They, they seem like it's all dialed in, and it seems very intimidating to make the jump. Into that, hey, yeah, all you guys in your forties and fifties that are super dialed in, I'm just going to jump in, yeah. Um, but at a certain point, probably about six, five, six years ago now, Les said, uh, "How about we sign you up for Coronado in the six ten? And this must have been six months off. And I was like, oh, "Yeah, yeah, sign me sure, up for Coronado." Yeah, yeah. And I never drove the six ten because it's it's a race car. It's not something you can just get some seat time in around. Uh-huh. And I said, uh, yeah, yeah, sign me up. Well, of course, smash cut to it's now time to drive the, the 610 at Coronado. And it's like this weekend and all this. And I, of course, don't know any of the procedures or the protocols or anything. And I did not do the practice on like Thursday or Friday right. or whatever it was. I'm just going to assume no driver's meeting. I did go to the I did go to the driver's meeting, really? but, but I caught the very tail end of the driver's meeting. I had what, no idea what the track was. Where they clap them like break. And you, then can, you're... you can see pictures of me. I'm drive. I'm using my Toyota driver suit back there with the duct tape over it because the Datsun guys didn't like the Toyota. They said put duct tape. So on. so this wasn't your. This wasn't the first bumper to bumper race. You had done the Toyota Pro Celebrity race before. Right. But was those that your are first like bumper to bumper race. Yeah, but race? those are modern cars. Right. They don't run like these cars. So I had out of a movie, I said, uh, all right, uh, what do we do? And Les said, look, just go out there during qualifying or practice or whatever it is and just follow everyone around. Just let them all get out, get out in front, and then you follow them and you follow their line. Yeah. And you start learning the track because you get behind guys. They're just more experienced and you don't have anything to prove. So I said, uh, fine. Uh, I got all buckled up. And by the way, you know, the whole harness thing and the helmet thing and the gloves thing, it's all something. It's kind of a thing you have to practice getting in and out of a lot. And yeah, it, and, it's, you, and you sort of adapt to like what you like. You know where you like the belt to, to sit, mm-hmm. you know, the, your procedure of, you know, right, right. Cleaning your shoes and doing the whole thing. Yeah, and just and yeah, you, don't you don't have any of that. Of that. Yeah. You don't, you don't know that. that. Yeah. So we all go out and there's like 42 cars in the grid and we all get out there to like pre grid. And I'm sitting in the car and I got all buckled in and belted in and, you know, less, you know, trying to, uh, you know, fight with the window net and everything and trying to figure out everything and how the steering wheel clips on and all that. Is it straight? Yeah, is it straight? (laughs) And at a certain point, like with like five minutes to go, they're holding up the sign, you know, and I'm a bundle of nerves. And the 
chick, like the volunteer chick comes by and like hits me on the shoulder and is like, where's your wristband? And she must have seen that I was a greenhorn or something. She didn't recognize me or something. And I said, what wrist? Uh, what wristband? You don't have a wristband? Yeah. No. Out of the car. Get out. You're out of the car. And so I'm like, uh, out of the car. And so I'm trying to figure out how to get the belts loosened up. And <laughs> I get, don't even know out. how to get out of the car. I, 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 yeah. I shut the car down. I get out. I get the window net down. I'm struggling with everything. I'm tr- trying to climb out of the car with my helmet on and stuff. <laughs> I, I climb out of the car. And I'm like, what? What uh, what wristband are we talking about? It's like, you got to go to the front. You got to go to registration. You got to get your wristband on. You're not racing unless you have a wristband. So I jump on the back of like Chris Vandergriff's uh, scooter and we go through the crowd. Like I look like an idiot in my fire suit, my helmet like still on, yeah. you know, hanging on to this dude around the waist. We're, we're, we're going through a huge crowd of people. We get to the front. I get to the front. There's a guy there. Yeah, you got to sign up. You know, you kill yourself on the track. We don't want to be responsible. So, you know, he's laughing. He's putting this thing on bundling nerves. <laughs> I jump back onto the scooter. And as we're pulling up back to the pre-grid to my car, I can see the car starting to go out onto the track now. So I'm like, oh, shit, I got hurt. But I don't know how to hurry. You know, I'm jumping yeah. in. I'm trying to get my helmet on. My you have no idea what order like this shit Fogged happens. up. I'm trying to get the seat harness worked out. Blah, blah, blah. Of course, smash cut to everyone's gone. Everyone's pulled out. I I finally get myself belted in and get going. As I as I make my way down, and I don't know the track. Right. I don't know anything. As I make my way through the paddock or whatever it is, the, the pit, and start to pull out on the track, of course, I pull out onto an empty straightaway. Mm-hmm. And all there is in the distance is cones. That's right. Like, I, I, I don't, you don't see... Oh, there's an embankment, and you can you can see right. that this is the camber, and it's just a sea of cones yeah. in, a, in a black parking lot. Air, yeah. You know, it's basically. Hey, but, but now tarmac. you're now you're in first place. I'm in first place, <laughs> so I'm now alone, and I'm just going down this straightaway where all I'm just all I see is like sort of heat coming off the asphalt and just cones in the distance. <laughs> I can't tell close, far. What right. way, are we turning so you go right to the left or left? Of the cone, to the right just of the see cone. cones. And then, of course, I look up in my rear view mirror, and all these guys are up to speed now. Yeah. And they're all coming around the corner, and they're all just coming on me. There's 42 guys like just flying at me. Yeah. I'm, like, holding my hands off the wheel, just going, like, let's go around. Yeah. Let's go. Everyone go around. I, like, how did Corolla get up front? I couldn't. There couldn't have been a worse scenario for the first time <laughs> getting out onto the uh, track than that. I ended up following everybody. Eventually, uh, did okay. I don't know, 42 cars might came in like, I don't know, 11th place or something like that. And the car ended up breaking. The transmission broke on the on the very last lap. And uh, that that's about all. Could have that's been driver error. All I remember. But uh, yeah, so uh, we have some uh, in-car footage that Jeff Fox did a uh, lovely job of uh, whacking things together. We've got the track. Is it the track mate? Trackmate, yeah. yeah. Trackmate has their uh, their their graphics overlay that we're we're just getting used to. We're starting to work it out. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. And I think what it did is is without us hooking up anything to the transmission, it it sort of figures out what gear you're in and and it, it recognizes the shifts. So I think it's pretty accurate as far as as what gear you're in. The uh, I'm driving the uh, BRE five ten. My old thing is is that that uh, track is just one big 
cone with a lot of concrete. Yeah, <laughs> there's a, a lot, lot of, of fucking barriers they put there. Yeah, and they, they don't like tires. They, they there's no use... tires anywhere except for in the chicane. And I don't want to put that car, because it's such a work of art, into any of that concrete. And I have put cars into concrete there right. before. So um, also, uh, no practice, no qualifying. Start at the end. Last time I drove, like a time before I hit the concrete, when I went out there, just like guns ablazing. So I was just like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be mellow. Like so, th- we didn't even get to the practice Sunday morning to get a couple laps. You just went. We actually just showed up in the afternoon. Really, it was just like you showed up in the afternoon. You got in the car. You did a couple laps. We packed up the car and we left. Beautiful day. Good crowd came out. Brought the family. They enjoyed themselves. The thing about the track mate here, if you look at the graphic, is the. Less less said uh, I started in front of him, by the way. Uh, I did not start in front of Les. Les is to the right. Yeah, the Les was forward. racing. He ran pretty good. Yeah. He ran fine. Uh, the thing about the track mate is the RPM is off. Um, you, you will see uh, if you... The RPM is about three grand lower than it, than it should be. You'll see on occasion it'll bounce off the rev limiter, but it'll jump up. So, Jeff, it's doing a weird thing like... I'm at 8,000 there, not at 5,700. And especially if you if you listen to the car. So Les is in front of me and it's 1,200, which is comical. Uh, I'm coming up on the wall I hit last time. This is Les right here in the 60 car, the number yeah. 60 car? Yeah. I went, uh, I found the one place that people go way too slow on this track is through this tire barrier chicane, which... Uh, Everyone slows down way too much, and they swing out way too much. They can take this chicane and kind of straighten it out, yeah. and they don't really straighten it out. They go swing out, swing back. Uh, eventually, those big pylons always get knocked over. It's, in, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's inevitable. It's impossible for them to not. So I'm, I'm basically in last place. The field is, I don't know, 40 cars. Maybe it was 44 and four dropped out. I don't, I don't know. Mechanical failure. Yeah. Now, you, when you're now, running around if you this- listen... Now this is if you if you look at the uh, I'm shifting at eighty two hundred. Right, it's showing six, it's like showing 60 five something. No, it's showing like five. So you'll see, though, at a certain point, it starts to bounce off the the top of the rev limiter, which is an interesting thing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but um, yeah. Uh, so this is the first time we hooked up that feature. Like I, I'm glad that it's working, even though the numbers are off a bit. But yeah, we'll, me we'll too. You no, know, you'll see at a certain point later on. You'll see it go all the way up and bounce off the eight and uh, coming around the right hander where the concrete is. Uh, by the way, you can uh, overtake less. Could you? Yeah. Could you go ahead and <laughs> toss a hay bale or something in there? Does it have to just be? <laughs> Straight into the concrete. Oh, oh. sorry, so Les. You get up to ninety going down the back straight into the thing, and again, like everyone thinks of, like, well, ninety miles an hour, ninety miles an hour in a tin can piece of shit with like no windows. Like <laughs> yeah. it's it 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 feels fast. It feels like oh, you're, yeah. you're moving pretty fast. If you if you took one of these five tens and just went ninety miles an hour just on the freeway, you'd be like, oh, this is now. Right there, I'm I'm redlined in second in second gear. 
this is one of those, the right-handers in front of the grandstands, and yeah. you're supposed to swing it all the way out to the wall, but that's the last place you want to touch the wall because... Because everybody sees yeah, you. Yeah, down the back straight, <laughs> you go right up to... It gets, it'll get to about 100, 101 at a certain point. I'm not going that fast because, again, uh, it's my first time. I just showed up Sunday. My whole thing is I started off in 40th right, place. Right. I don't want... I'm, I'm going to bring the car back in one piece. I'm getting, I'm getting behind the Cortina, the Lotus Cortina. Uh, those are cool, funky cars. They never win, but they always have one tire in the air. <laughs> and they're always driven by interesting people. And there's something about that white and funky military green combo. There must be a story, it's Jeff It's got Fox. like an angry face looking at you. Yeah. In the back. There must be a story about that green on that Cortina. Nice, nice to the tires there. I try to get through it yeah. without doing a lot of zigging and zagging and get through it at decent speed. I'll bet you the green on those Lotus Cortinas was some sort of surplus from World War II that that's what they painted half tracks with or something. It's a very right, military. That's milli- all they had. It was yeah, available. It's, it's free. They were giving it away. It's a non race. It's not British racing green. It's a weird green and it's, it's a military type green. It, it doesn't look... And I'll guarantee those Cortinas were probably built in the early 50s or something. They started punching out some version of them in the 50s. Lap three here. Get up to uh, 98. Um, if you... I'll, I'll guarantee that's some sort of military surplus. I, half the car color things have to do with military surplus. But that green is just too weird, right? And too military? Yeah. It's, it's not... It's not anything that you'd normally see on a, a race car, so it has to be, you know, somebody found it, somebody got it for free, somebody did something like that. Still, somehow that white and green on those Lotus Cortinas work, work very uh, nicely. Uh, coming up on a Lotus GTV. So now are you, you think you're in fourth gear now? It says yeah. fourth gear. Do you think that's pretty no, accurate? No, no, I'm in third I'm in third and just redlined in third. So you're in a gear. At least that's accurate. That's right. That's right. And I'll drop down to second gear here now. It has me in third, but uh, I'm in. it's learning the system, and we're learning it. Um, I'm down in second, second, second gear. And then it's second, second redline. And you'll see it start bouncing a little bit at some lap, lap four or something. You'll see the, the RPM gauge start the tack start bouncing off the red li- right red rev limiter so i'm gonna say that the track mate probably thinks you're in uh a different gear because yeah, those rpms here, I'm are in off. fourth right yeah right i i i love these b sedans or these uh 2.5 trans am cars because a lot of these guys just get squirrely oh yeah they're just hanging they've got tires in the air and they're just looking squirrely uh they have a good time, these guys. They do. They're, they're, like you said, they're all characters. They've all got stories. Oh, yeah. Walking around and talking to some of these guys is is got to be as much fun as driving against them. Yeah, and again, you just go, uh, where do they go online to find this? For uh, You can go, this video will be posted up on, on YouTube. It'll be up on carcastshow.com. This guy, by the way, was having none of me passing him before the, before the S. Before the S, he swung yeah. out a little and said, "Nah, you can, you can stay back there." Because that's the fun part of the track. I think it's the fun part of the track. But again, at some point, 
it will be uh, it will be knocked over. There's no way. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. Fontana's the same way. Like at, at some point, there's a couple of cones on a couple of these sort of. Now, did you see if if you if you watch if you watch now the RPM starts hitting starts hitting the rev limiter. Yeah, I see. You know, you'll see five it, and six. No, you'll see it flash all the. See, oh. you see it flash. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Now I don't know if it's starting to learn. Oh, 101. Look out. Oh, on the inside, you're going to have to go tight. Here's Heavy on the brakes. Here's here's the next one that somebody's got to figure out. Remember the BMW from the B sedan race at Laguna Seca a few months back that got front end got totaled. Uh those Breck guys are real fast. Yeah. They were all there. And I said, is one of those cars? That was the guy that, that T-boned the yellow alpha. Right. Is one of those guys the guy who took out his whole front end and last went, yeah, it's the number 25 cars right there. And I said, that's the same car that was totaled? Yep. Number 25 right there. And I said, well, that's number 35 right there. And he said, oh, yeah, or 35. And then I started <laughs> to think, well, maybe. Now I'm not sure. <laughs> So what we have to do is we have to find a picture of that car that was T-boned, or not the one that was T-boned, the one that did the boning. Find out <laughs> right. what the number of that car was, and then we'll see the picture of the uh, Brett guys, and we'll see the guys on the track yeah. and see if that car got put. So I see, watch the red line. Uh, it did it. Oh, it did wait. it again. It'll start bouncing off of the. It'll start bouncing off of the off the top. There it goes again. See it? Yeah. See it do a weird light up? See that thing? Oh, yeah. I see it popping red. Y- yes. It yeah. means it's going over eight grand, even though it's sitting at five. It's, 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 it's doing something a little funky. Now, the guy in front of me, he's got the 510, and he's the guy who's paralyzed from the waist down. Yeah. And you hate to pass a guy who's paralyzed, but you got to <laughs> do what you got to do. He's got his, his, his car's all geared up to his, just, his he five, drives it all with his hands. His 510 has hand controls on it. But he, he can't, I don't think he makes like a closed fist. He has to do everything like open palm, like flat hand, like he's steering right. and everything. It's really right. kind of creative how he's got that car set up. Yeah, and it moves good. I mean, he doesn't win the thing. He comes in in the middle of the pack every time. No, he he's runs there good, every time. He, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And uh, he's a really nice guy, but oh, there's one of those. Ah, uh, the cones oh, oh, down. Already, the big barrel. The big barrel down. cones down. Yeah. All right. So who's going to push that out of the way with their car? Uh, you know what? I don't think anybody. Spoiler alert! But I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody hit that thing. Somebody hit it once. All right. You can see. <laughs> oh, I mean, again, you can see the red line now going. Oh, it's going nuts. Going nuts. So that's me at eighty three hundred RPMs, not five thousand. Yeah. But, you know, the, the TrackMate stuff is cool. I like what they're doing with the graphics. We're going to just play around with a little bit. Like, I think we just rolled up to the track and tried to plug in some new stuff to see how it would work. There's probably a way to plug in whether you're running a 4-speed or a 5-speed and then the gear ratios and stuff and help figure it out. Because we're not running all the sensors. I think we just ran a tack lead. And it's mm-hmm. doing a pretty good job of figuring out most of the stuff. Um, yeah, and, and I think it's using uh, uh, the GPS speedometer. And I don't think we're top, we're not using we're not plugged into the speedometer. No, here come the leaders, by the way, to lap me. Here comes the BMW and the Alpha. These guys are always, always dueling it out. And I see them in my rearview mirror, and I give them plenty of space to go by. I'm not going to slide in front of them because they're they're racing each that. other three wide. They're going cut in the middle. Those two guys. Yeah, you can. Uh, 
Cone wow. still down. Yeah, those guys haul ass. And again, they're having their own race. Yeah. You hear that nine fourteen six guy Plus they from Laguna showed Seca up to last practice. night? Well, they're they they're this is their job. They're good drivers, <laughs> and they have probably a little more horsepower because you, you see them on the straight just pull oh, yeah. away. You know. Yeah. And that's not that's not the driver. Everyone's flat out on the, on the straight. They just the BMW's making a shitload of horsepower or something. I don't know what exactly what what goes on, but point is this: those guys are having a race for first place. Yeah, we're having a race for seventeenth place. So let them buy. You know your your car, your five ten pulls pretty hard on that straight. Like a lot of the passing that you do is on that straight, and I don't know if it's just that's all the driver is. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> you mean yeah. the other guy is waving you by? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the guy. Uh, <laughs> That that five ten makes good respectable horsepower and yeah. pulls pulls nicely, but it's still eighteen hundred and, and they're, they're, believe it or not, you feel the difference between driving a two liter and an eighteen hundred and like my six ten, which I don't have put together right now, but there's an there's an engine, a two liter with an FIA head on that thing, and that two liter with the FIA head on it makes. Um, I mean, can make up to like 235, 240 horsepower right. versus the 198 to 202. And that extra 30 horsepower, 35 yeah. horsepower, that's a huge difference. In yeah, that, the in larger that kind displacement's got to be adding quite a bit more torque as well. And I think you're, you're going to see that when you're digging out of the turns here's me, on a track uh, like this. Here's me missing a, missing a shift. I remember looking into the audience going around this turn going, huh. Hey, uh, that's me fifth. Now oh. I can't find that. Oh. Can't find oh. the gear. Oh, there goes the BMW. I uh, get back on now. Jeff made sure to throw up a big graphic. By the way, it says "can't find gear." Yes, <laughs> you can hear it. Um, only real misshift of the uh, race. And again, I wasn't. I I wasn't pushing it as hard as I could push it. I was trying to catch this last guy. And a GTV, which, by the way, we found out it's worth like three hundred grand. Oh, that, yeah, that guy was—he was driving it like it was worth thirty grand. <laughs> well, he explained to me after the race that because the car was worth so much, it's an aluminum Alpha, uh, and because that's such great history, and because it was worth so much, he was being very cautious out there. But I, well, I don't know about that. I didn't—I didn't feel that way when I got behind him. But so you're coming up with a car now. The one you're talking about is this brown Alpha GTV with like a, I guess a bunch of history and the sorry GTA GTVs yeah, sorry, GTA. are a little bit run of the mill. GTAs are aluminum and thus the A and thus they're a weird little Alpha coupe that's worth three hundred grand. And if I hadn't blown my shift, I would have fucking passed this guy. But. That's uh, that's life in the big city. Yeah, but you did that thing. You did that thing where you we talked to the guy and you're like, one more laugh. The guy's like, everybody says that. One more laugh. Yeah. One more laugh. You could have had me. Sure. Yeah. I think we got the uh, oh lap eleven. Yeah. Now you see. Now I'm coming up on the guy. This is the last lap. Now I don't know this is the last lap, and I guess I should keep track of that shit. We're passing some lapped traffic at this point. Um, I'm, I think we're passing a lap, lap, lapped car. Uh, oh, this this red. There's another red Alpha. Would, the red would Alpha. probably be a GT, GTV. Here's me 
Uh, let's see. Those Alphas are cool-looking cars. I like yeah, they're fun. And, yeah. and the engines are cool. They're just yeah. big. This guy points me by, by the way. I do a double wave, I, it should be noted. I do the first wave so he can see me in the rear view and the second as I go past him because I appreciate, appreciate a guy who's being lapped yep. going, go on by. I know you're trying to catch that $300,000 GTA. That orange barrel slowly rolling out into the, yes. of the track, by the way. <laughs> Here's where I needed just one more. Oh, look at this femur coming up on you. Yeah. Now he's lapping you, this guy. Yeah, he he would be. And we think this is that's the thirty four. Uh, yeah, that's thirty four. Yeah. Yeah. You well, we see what he does when he gets in the straightaway. Oh, he wanted to go to the inside, but he just swung out and still passed the alpha. Yeah. And that's uh. Oh, oh! This is the uh, this is the final lap. We've got twelve laps in. This must just do a time thing because yeah, I the think they ran like are, twenty minutes, and well, it's a short track, so twelve laps seems right. Seems about right. So what you would get. now I got the Alpha GTA in front of me. I don't know if it's GTV or GTA. If I had a GTA, I'd put a huge A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a GTA. Uh, one of Alvin from the Chipmunks. Because I'm thinking about <laughs> sliding in right here. Right. And he's not. He's, he's not having it. He's not having it, and I don't want to slide in and then bank off him. So now right. I, sh- I should have gone down to first gear because he wasn't backing off. So what's worse, hitting the concrete on the right side or hitting the GTA on the left side? <laughs> I just crashed there last time, so I said, "Oh fuck it." So right. now I'm going. All right, I, I got this guy. I got this guy in my sights, and he's he's driving. He's got a wheel hanging up in the air there, and he's he's. Yeah, there's some body roll in that car. There is. Well, it makes it makes it makes it fun. Now here's yeah. where I can kind of go. All right, I can go for it here, but again, a lot of a lot of concrete, not a lot of hay bales or tires, right. and I still think, oh, I'm just going to get this guy at a certain point. But yeah, you're close enough; you can take him on the straight. Well, I don't realize or, this, this is the last or the this, next lap. You uh, could have had the last lap. Right. I, I thought for a second about doing that dicky move where I pass him after the after the checkered flag, but that's a dick move. <laughs> you don't do that. So um fun, nice day, good people. Yeah. Big good event, great turnout. All that uh drama free, which is good, saves money. Yeah. Yeah. So uh there I finished uh nineteenth place. Well, what place did I finish? Well, we'll figure it out. So we're to the left more. We're missing. Yeah. Um, uh, 19. 19. All right. Well, there you have it. 19, considering you basically had a start. I started last, last. or whatever. Yeah. There's a couple Past of guys 10, back 10, 11 there. cars, yeah. something like that. So I had fun. The kids had fun. Cars in one piece. And uh, there you go. Coronado. I think they've run it for 11 years. Kind of nice. There's the uh, <laughs> wife and kids hanging out. Uh we should try to figure out. We should try to figure out whether that BMW made it made it back or not. Yeah, I'm curious if the Alpha did as well. Obviously, the Breck BMW guys are the ones. With the, all the yellow money. Alpha that I passed, I thought was number 85, which I think was the one that got T bone, but I can't. I, I can't quite remember. I love that that guy just like rolled the fenders with a baseball bat and then safety wired his his door to his fender and then just went out there that day. He's like, you know what? I spent all this money. I'm out here. And no, I'm going to run it. Better yet. I'll tell you what, what <laughs> made that guy go out there. You can see the pictures at our website, uh, carcastshow.com. Um, 
The guy in the yellow alpha that was T-boned, and he may have been 85, he, it was 85. Yeah, 85. So he fixed his car yeah. and was out there. So, uh, fucking love, that's why, uh, that's why the terrorists hate us, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Look at the damage on that car, too. He'd be so bummed. That guy was 85. That guy's the guy passed on, like, yeah. lap, lap seven or eight yeah. or something like that. He's um, taking it easy. He's got fresh paint. <laughs> He, uh, you know why he went out and ran that race? Because he changed, I believe, I believe he changed his clutch the night, that, oh, that night did. before. Oh, he did. Yeah, he was working on the car so all he, night. Imagine dropping the tranny, changing the clutch all Friday night, then se- you finally get everything buttoned up and, and the clutch working, you bleed it and everything, and then you go out and practice Saturday morning, get T-boned, you're like, <laughs> fuck. I'm entering this race. So he drilled holes in his door and, and he drilled holes in the quarter panel and he safety wired his door shut. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. That'll work. Yeah, so the, like, adding another hole or two is not gonna do is not any more worse than the, the Alpha that got T bone was back out there, and I think the BMW was back uh, out there as well. Thus but my six ten has not made a return to the track. No, no, yet. no. I just checked in on it though over in the other uh, the other shop. It's got the uh, the body panels sort of getting fitted onto it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that, that's about it. Matching the paint's got to be tough. All right. Uh, let's see. You want to support the show? Support the show, baby. Go to carcastshow.com and uh, throw a couple bucks our way, man. Uh, hit the donate banner. We appreciate it. Again, we go out. We bring the crew. We bring the cameras. We bring the equipment. And we do all this stuff. And we do it for free. And all we ask is uh, just a little donation to help uh, help keep it going. We love doing it. We love helping you. We love we love bringing it to you. Yeah. But uh, it ain't cheap, and no. it uh, every little bit helps. And there is the uh, twenty five BMW, which was back at the race as well. It was of, the twenty five, not the thirty five. <laughs> it was the twenty five, okay. and I saw it on the grid sheet. It was back. Uh, Back, back there as well. So, uh, yeah. And this was what in March? This wasn't that. That, that was a number of months ago, but it wasn't that many months ago. This is, I think, uh, March. It, yeah, so it, was it was after Rich White Guy mm-hmm. race. That's January, end of January. Right. So this was March, April, March, yeah. something like that. So uh, these guys got their shit together pretty fast. Yeah. All right. So check mm. out, uh, jump onto the website, go to carcastshow.com. You'll see the video that uh, Jeff put together. Thanks to the guys at Replay for their cameras, replayxd.com, and TrackMate. It's T-R-A-Q-M-A-T-E. And uh, we're, we're going to play around with that software package a little bit more, but I think it's going to be cool when it's really f- fully dialed in. It's fun. It's fun to say, you know what, it's fun if you do this stuff, what, whatever you're doing. Whether it's, you know, weekend warrior stuff on track days with people and that kind of stuff, you know, whatever club of America. You go, I went around that corner at 49 miles an hour that lap. And then the next time I went by, I went through that same corner at 53 miles an yeah. hour. And then you go, I got to keep it going at that corner. I don't yeah. want to. Then you watch it and you go, oh, don't dip yeah, below. Yeah. Don't dip below 50. Ah, 49. Ah. Right. And you just start watching. Right the different points on the different tracks and the different places on the tracks. And you go, oh, right. see, I could have carried more speed through there. I know because I did it two laps earlier. 
Yeah. But not this lap. Yeah, if we really knew what we were doing, we'd be writing this shit down. And then yeah. we'd go out next year and be going, hey, what'd you run on those laps? We'd have the times and the, and the mile That's an hour right. and all that stuff. But um, So check out all these uh, all the photos um, from, the, from the track, some of the cool cars. Uh, you'll and see the 510 at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash carcash. Yeah, and you share it with anybody who's a Datsun fan or just an uh, automotive fan. eBay Motors, baby. Mm-hmm eBay Motors. Uh, so uh, the uh, what do we got? The uh, Ventador, the Lamborghini Ventador. I think that should be posted soon. The guys are going to at eBay take care of that. But, so uh, check out that cool. blog and that car's nuts. <laughs> it is like it's, it's, it's just so so over the top nuts. But it works. Yeah. Um, so check out that on our uh, eBay and uh, check out the eBay app and again hanging out. Put it in your phone. Hanging out at the airport. Just yeah. just just checking out. Bits and pieces. I, I I have looked for everything from old vintage tiles for like my fireplace tiles, yeah, like, uh, old school nineteen twenties tiles to brand new parts for my car to you know old vintage dots and stuff to just I'll just you know I'll just type in vintage race car and just see what comes up and it'll be race cars, yeah, but then it'll also be old posters and fire suits and oh, yeah. whatever. Just whatever. You can get Steve McQueen's underwear. That's right. For $4 million. No, it's 3.7. Oh, sorry. All right. We are going to uh, head out to the parking lot and yeah. share yet another really cool car with you guys. Well, Matt, what have you brought us, baby? This is the new Porsche Cayman. The, uh, the other Cayman that we've seen before, like the Cayman R model, which is that lightweight, which we really like. But now that the Cayman is sold so well, like the Boxster, it's got its own body pieces, which I think are really the standout items for this car. The old Cayman and the Boxster had the door off of a 911. Mm -hmm. But now that it has sort of that Carrera GT look to it, right. with the side scoop, and it kind of goes into the door. Before, it was just like a tacked-on vent. Yeah, smells like the inside of a Porsche. Uh, it's in this uh, crazy canary yellow. But it, it is kinda, so yellow. Kind of works on this car. <laughs> it does, but uh, it... I like this car because it's more aggressive than the Boxster. Um, Boxster, right? Yeah. Ironically, has Porsche has the Boxster, the original Boxster engine in it. But anyway, the configuration. Right. Got it. Boxster. Sure. Uh, it's more aggressive. Yeah. It's not as it, it looks a little smaller and a little more nimble than the 911, which has turned turned to a pretty pretty substantial sized car. And it's upscaled a bit price wise and whatnot. And the steering wheel is very 911-y. It looks very nice, and it's uh, looks good. Now does it have a six-speed standard. This actually does have a six-speed. This is the this is the Cayman S. So this has the 3.4 liter, which is basically the 911 engine, somewhat uh -huh. detuned a little bit. This puts out 325 horse. I think the torque is around 273. And this one has a manual. They offered the PDK, and I know the car's a little faster with that PDK transmission, but we just haven't driven a stick in a while, and I get to tool around for the for a day or two and practice my heel-toe shifting. And what? It was fun to, to, to drive this stick, uh, yeah. the stick version, because you're just not going to see it anymore, you know? Yeah, and I think, uh, it, now what's this car retail? What's it base? So the base price is 63800 but it's it's a Porsche, and they're they got their a la carte options, so you can really load this thing up. This one, as it sits, even without the PDK, 
is already at 87,000 and change. Wow. And I've seen a, a Cayman go as high as $100,000. Um, so I, I don't know really what the normal price range is of a Cayman. This one's pretty nicely equipped, the leather seats and has the high-end sound system and ventilated seats are kind of nice. And yeah. it's got the 20-inch upgrade uh, wheels. Rims, yeah. The, uh, the brakes, I think, are four piston calipers front and rear with 13-inch in the front and 12-inch in the back. Yeah, looks You can tell it. me for sure, 330-millimeter, that's about 13-inch, and 299. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's three thirty and two ninety nine. It's a little bigger than an inch in between the two. So it's about so I think like eleven seven to thirteen and eleven seven. Something something like that. Yeah. Yeah. What's the inch is twenty five point two or four? Some, or something like that. Four? Yeah. Per okay. millimeter. I mean so millimeter I, per inch. Yeah. I like this car a lot. I think the balance is great, and everybody keeps thinking fifty fifty is the perfect balance. This is actually nice with a little extra weight in the back. Well, this is like 50, I think it's 53 and 47. Also, you know, it's it's rear wheel drive, so you do want some of that more weight over the rear wheels to hook up off the launch and that kind of stuff. Um, so what are we talking about? You know, what are we going up against? An Audi RSR something? Well, I think... Or um, RS, or, I, I don't even know what Audi's got anyway. Yeah, got so a, Audi has an R8. Their V8 version... Um, you know, and then they have the 10 version. I guess that's more 911 territory. Uh, yeah. No, I'm talking about the the R the four, the A4 or the RS4. Yeah. Or well, like I mean, that. when you get into a, a two seater two door, it's tough to right. to find a real competitor. Maybe a Lotus Evora. Oh yeah. Woo yeah. Those <laughs> Something along the lines of that. Did not sell as well well i mean it's you know you get into them they're still a little funky they got a big sill plate and they're they kind got of, a toyota you know, motor with they, they 265 do. horsepower or something in it i mean i didn't know how that car was ever going to sell at its price point yeah because this for about the same price is much more car well and i mean at this point the build quality and the reputation of porsche is is just going to kill pretty much anything else that's out there and i think it's a pretty car i i like the lines of the car more than i like the 911 the 911 is getting a kind of a big round end yeah i to do it. i do too this this is now looking much more aggressive and and sportier than certainly its predecessor was and uh Got a nice deep trunk in there too. Not good for the golf club, but you could easily hey. put Chris in there. I yeah, mean, Chris, Chris, totally fit in there. Chris told me he drove to San Diego in the back of a. Um, uh, it was a Daihatsu Charade <laughs> with three other dudes. So uh, done and done. You want to fire it up? We we'll give it a little, yeah. little listen. That's throaty. That's yeah. fun. So this would be a real fun car if you would like to do track days with and... Oh yeah, it would be great. I mean, it's a, it's a real mid-engine car. The engine is here, you can't even get to it. Right. There's right. not even, like you can't even change the fluids on it. I'm sure they're capped someplace. Like I don't even know where you go right. before that now. Um, but it's, it's great, it sticks. It sticks so well to the road, but it does it just 
because of its of its balance of the car. I think it weighs something around 3,000 pounds. It's kind of, I don't know what the manufacturer spec is, but some guys tested one at like 2,900 and change, and mm -hmm. some guys tested it at 32. I'm sure it depends on how much fuel and what options are in there. But And by the way, at this point, it, it's not looking like the little bastard stepson of the 911. It's kind of looking like its own cool little vibe here. Yeah, you um, know, I, I think its competitor right now would be uh, probably the new Jaguar F-Type. Right. You know, that's only a Roadster right now, but they'll probably come out with a coupe of that. And... To me, a little different animal, you yeah. know. I mean, I know we're looking for something in its price range, but V8 front engine, flat six yeah. mid-engine. But either way, so it is its own category, much like Mangrea. Thank yes. you very much. <laughs> uh, so it is the uh, 14, 2014? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? 1314, 14, I don't 13, know. 14. So until next time, the Santa Cruz. For Matt the Motorator, DeAndrea saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel.